What's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of Wealth in Christ. Today we have Albert Eisbein. Um, He's a financial advisor and financial coach. And today we're talking about life insurance and the different type of life insurance and how life insurance can be a generation. Um, it could be a big impact, basically, you know, in terms of building wealth and things of that sort. So, Albert, thank you for being here tonight. I appreciate you for having me, Demi Lola. Nice, nice to be here and uh, being on the first one. No problem. Thank you. So yeah. quick question. Um, how long have you been doing, like, you know, find, giving people financial advice? Um, since 20, since 2013, pretty much. Okay. Um, I, I was always in the financial industry right out of college. But since 2013, that's when I got licensed in, in, in investments and insurance and different things like that. And that's where I started looking at this as a business. That's good. So I guess we can define what is life insurance, what's the importance of life insurance. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, you know, when it comes down to it, life insurance in the most simplest form is, it's almost like you're buying money, right? You pay for something, you pay an insurance company, they put a life insurance contract on somebody's life. And when they pass away, or if they pass away, then that company will pay out a certain amount of funds to whoever the beneficiaries are it could be one person could be many but that's in, in a nutshell what it is you pay we pass away they pay <laughs> that's dope that's dope and how come most people some people are you know afraid of getting life insurance um what hold people back in your experience from people getting um, life insurance yeah that's a good question it's for a couple reasons right because i guess if you ask people like what's the most important thing in their life they're usually going to say their family yeah. Right. They don't they don't say their car or their home before their family. So um, and why do people don't have it? It's for a couple of reasons. Sometimes I find that, um, you know, they said they would do it. They just push it off. I mean, they see the commercials. Somebody talks to them about it and oh, yeah, we'll do it on Sunday or we'll do it this day. And weeks go by, months go by. And um, I mean, I said that with some people this week. They said just that. Right. So the, the other reason is, yeah, they go, oh, I you know, we spoke about it, but we never followed up on that conversation. Right. The other thing is they look, but it's too expensive. Uh, sometimes when people look, they're interested, they go get some coats, they find it is, it's just out of their budget. Um, and then the other reason is uh, that just nobody's going to explain it to them because not everybody buys it off the TV. Normally, people want to get referred somebody. Um, sometimes also people, you know, does it's not often, but you'll find that people just don't think they're going to die or they don't think they need it. <laughs> and you're right. You know, yeah, they just don't think. And nobody wants to die, but you know, we know our date of birth. We just don't know our date of death, right? That's what uh, God has planned for us. So, you know, that that's another reason why people don't have it. You know, they just don't think they need it. Um, yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, I'm a young guy and I have a life mm -hmm. insurance. So I guess how would you you talk about people never have a budget. So when is the right time for people to start thinking or how soon, you know, do they need to have a constant income or they should just, you know, use their savings or how would you suggest people get a life insurance to start it? Well, to start, the cost of life insurance is based on your age. Um, and we can agree that we're usually the youngest we are today because every day we get older and your health. And for most people, their health gets, uh, you know, it deteriorates over time. Um, not everybody gets better and healthier as, as we get older. So um, if we look at those two factors being the main factors, then the best time to buy it is now. Right? As long as you're 18 years old, you can get it for yourself. Um, now, 
what I say that people should drain their savings to get life insurance. I don't know about that. Um, you should have some type of income, something that can pay it. Right. And I guess the key to that is how much should we be paying? Because generally speaking, what we look at is we look at percentages, right? So we'll say anywhere from two to 5% of your monthly income could be towards paying a policy. Right. Uh, everybody would love millions of dollars of life insurance to leave behind. But the reality is it's about affordability and life insurance shouldn't be a, like uh, like make everything else uh, a crutch. Right. So if you get life insurance, it shouldn't be to the detriment where you can't invest. It shouldn't be to the detriment where you're literally not paying your debts and stuff like that. I think that'd be a negative effect. Now, something's better than nothing. So even if you paid 15 bucks for something, I guess it's better than nothing. But, you know, I did, like you say, you have it and you're young. I did mine before my wife and kids came. Wow. Um, why? Because I knew that that stuff was going to come. Would you suggest people doing that? To doing that before they get married? And to well, yeah, because if, if you know that you're going to build a life and then, and you know that you're going to want to protect what you're building, God forbid you passed away too early, then you might want to get it when you can afford it. And again, it's it's a percentage of your income. So at the time, um, you know, I, I was putting about, uh, let's say, 100 bucks a month because I could. Now, when the home comes and all the kids come and the mortgage and, and the, the, the wife and all the obligations that we're going to have, I was glad that I locked it in at that price. And those things came a couple years later. Don't get me wrong. But I was glad that I had it at that price. Okay. So, yeah. That's good. So there's two types of life insurance. There's the common term, you know, on term and it's whole. Um, how do you, would you go about explaining the difference to people? That's great. Term? Yeah, that's great. So, um, and I like how you put that because there's a lot of different plans out there, but in the, and again, let's make it simple. When it comes down to it, either your life insurance comes with savings or comes without savings. Yeah. Right. So like, if I ask you, um, there's a life insurance that you can have it to the age of 100. It builds up some savings and um, you can touch that savings throughout your lifetime. Or there's one that is temporary, 20, 25, 30, 35 years. And you have it and then it doesn't come with savings. Which one appeals to you more? Just on that sentence. Um, the saving ones, like just yeah. right away, just the appeals yeah. right away. So this is how I'll explain it. Um, and, and, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw for you guys, but you'll see this. Because generally speaking, whenever life insurance comes with savings, this is how it works. Now, there's different types of plans, um, but it's usually you pay every month, okay? Part of it is going to go to pay the insurance, and part of it is going to go to build up the savings, right? So mm -hmm. part of your premiums. Um, now, depending on the plan, dep that depends what happens on the savings. The savings could be an investment. The savings could be fixed. The savings could be tied to the stock market or something like that. Nonetheless, you're paying for insurance and you're paying for some savings, which they call cash value. And um, generally speaking, they have certain characteristics. Now, the other one, we'll put it just on this side up here. It's just pure insurance. Okay. okay? You, you pay for it for, like I said, temporary. 20, 25, 30, 35 years. Um, if you pass away within that time frame, the, the company will pay out. If you don't, you'll have to renew it. Or just let it go because maybe you feel like you don't need it later on. So now here's a couple things that we look at. Number one, generally speaking, doing it this way is more expensive. Now, it comes with savings. So, you know, it, they're going to charge you more because they got they have two obligations now. Okay. 
Um, and the way it works is if you live to the age of 100, so let's use an example. Okay. Let's say you have 100,000 recoveries. If you live till 100, they'll give you the 100,000 cash because your savings will grow to reach 100,000. All right. And if you pass away before the age of 100, they'll leave the $100,000 to your family. Okay. Or really, whoever you leave, whoever you want to put. <laughs> it doesn't have to be family. It could be your best friend if you like them that much. Um, beneficiaries could be anybody. But now, number one, generally speaking, it's more expensive this way than doing it as a term policy. Right. Number two, imagine you're paying whatever a month, right? A uh, hundred bucks a month or whatever it may be. Two years later. You know, you go to your agent and you say, hey, um, I've been paying 100 bucks a month. It's been over $2,000 now in two years. I just want like 500 bucks. You know, I need new tires for the winter or whatever it may be. You know, I want to, I need to go get an upgraded monitor for my computer. They'll say, oh, you know what, Demilola? Thank you for paying. Your policy is active. But you know what? There's no money in there yet. Right. How would you feel? I'll feel really upset. I'm putting money into something that you told me money will be in there. Yeah, and what they'll tell you is, you know, it takes two to four years. Generally speaking, if, if anybody looks at these wow. policies, they'll take several years to build up any savings. The reason why is there is a charge for trying to access your money early. Okay, they call it um, a, a, a surrender charge. Nonetheless, um, number let's say you say, wait, uh, you know what? Forget it. I'm not going to deal with that. Um, I'll get the money elsewhere. Wow. Right. Let's say you go pay for years later, 10 years in. And maybe you have $5,000 in there, let's say. Maybe more. Who knows? Okay. 10000 But just for illustrative purposes. And you say, hey, I want to grab, um, you know, $3,000. <laughs> I want to do the best vacation for my mom. It's her ex-birthday. It's, it's gonna, we're going to do it big for her, right? And they say, no problem, Demilola. Thank you for waiting. Here is your money. But please, you got to pay me back the money plus interest, Right. How would does the interest go to the premium or does it go to what does the interest go to it goes to pay back that policy okay. loan so because here's the thing um your savings can never go to zero otherwise you cancel your policy okay and um if your if your loan value becomes bigger than your actual cash value that you had that's also an issue that can cause your policy to lapse okay so i mean does it ever make sense to borrow your own money no. Well, you know, not everybody wants, but here, you know, some people, okay, you know what? At least it's till the age of 100. I'm going to leave something behind for my family. I'm going to be okay. So now imagine 30 years later, right? You got, let's say, 40000 in there. You've been paying it nonstop, never touched it, no loans. Um, uh -huh. You, you know, God calls you, says, hey, um, we need you up here, right? You, you, you've done well. And then um, if you have a hundred thousand of life insurance and you have 40,000 of, of savings in that of cash value, how much would you uh, want your family to get? I want to get all of it in the whole 140 K. Well, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you literally been putting your money in there to yeah. build up that savings and what will happen is they'll pay out. Okay. They will pay out the hundred thousand of your family, but they're going to keep the 40,000. Wow. Right. There's nothing can I can be, do to get get that 40k. No type well, of you can borrow it, but here's the thing: any money oh. that you borrow from any of your own money that you borrow, they will subtract it plus interest, usually four to eight percent interest on that loan, 
they'll subtract wow. it from the death benefit for your family. So some people say, you know what? Um, well, that doesn't sound so fun. I mean, literally, and you, you're going to pay for two things. You're only going to get one um, in the most essential form. There's different types of policies that promise you um, that you could take both with you if you pass away. Um, normally, there's more fees involved with those. And we could look at case-by-case case scenarios, which is very uh, interesting to look at. I mean, we could be 90 years old, right, when it comes to whole life policies, you know. Uh, we could be 90 years old. We can have... All right, $90,000 saved in there. Okay, not even, let's say we're 90,000. If we pass away, the company will still pay the 100 and they'll keep our 90. So does the company ever fully pay out of our own pocket? Out of their own pocket? No, right? not really. Not really. And the longer we hold this, the more they pay from what we've put in than what they've had to pay. And what's the alternative? Because most people don't like this. And this is when you say sometimes, when you ask me the question, why do some people not have it? Sometimes people had this stuff and they go and they call a couple years. Say, hey, I want to get some money for my daughter's birthday. Oh, there's no money in there. They get upset, right? They, they go access their money and they say, hey, I want to get some money. And, and the agent says, oh, yeah, just make sure you pay it back. And people go, what? I need to pay back my money. <laughs> so they get upset. Sometimes they cancel this thing. They say, life insurance is a ripoff. I don't want to hear nothing about it. Sometimes that does happen. Okay. Um, now, what's the alternative? What we show people is with, with, with term insurance, what happens? You can get a policy for a fraction of the cost. Okay. A fraction, it could be uh, one fifth of the cost, one third of the cost. You know, if, if sometimes whole life is $100, then term insurance is $25, something like that. So it's cheaper. But, but what's the advantage? If you have that muscle to flex, 100 bucks, let's say, invest the difference. Because you could get the same coverage for cheaper and the money that we save by doing it with the term, you can invest it or put it into something else that will give you a bigger rate of return than the, the life insurance, the, the permanent policies that you see on the left side. Yeah. Um, so you might have your money, your 100000 already built up quicker in 20, 25, 30 years than waiting until the age of 100 anyway. So if the goal was to build up your money and leave something behind, you can do it um the other way as well okay. now um you know what there was another point i wanted to say but that's the gist of cash value life insurance versus term insurance term insurance by by itself might not be enough you definitely want to save we like the savings part of the whole life the issue is you don't see your money right away you got to borrow it if you want it and the company keeps it that's that's and nobody wants to pay for something that you know is supposedly theirs but they never get Interesting. Okay. So I guess so. Since we know the two differences, what what should people look into when they you know choose an insurance? You know, if they choose in term, like what specifically should they require in terms of beneficiary? You know, you know, price and how does that all play out? Like how much coverage should they get? That's good. That's a great question. So normally, um, you know, like I'll sometimes sit down with people and they'll say. I'll see like a $25,000 policy or a $15,000 policy. And I'll say, why did you, why did you get this? Right. And they go, I don't know. That's what the agent offered me. Right. So in, instead of like, they picked from a menu and said, what we look at is um, the needs. See, it depends. I mean, if, if you're my parents, you know, me and my brother, my sister, we're grown, we're older. 
my parents are not worried about us. God, you know, if, if something happens to them, oh my God, how are our kids going to eat? Not really. We have our own family, our own problems, right? <laughs> our, own, our own separate thing. We work and all that stuff. So um, see what they care about though, is that maybe their mortgage is not paid off yet. See, maybe there's something that they want to have life insurance for to get rid of that obligation. So we look at a couple of things. It's called dime, like the coin dime. Debt, okay. income replacement, uh, mortgage, and education expenses. Like if you want to leave something behind to pay off the kid's education. So it depends. You know, some people, their kids are grown. They don't worry about paying college, but they want to eliminate the mortgage. Um, even some young people, sometimes I'll see they'll get life insurance because their mom or their dad relies on their income to the household. So they'll go, you know what? Let me get $100,000 of life insurance because if something happens to me, the 20 grand a year I make, right? You make it an extra 1500 to 2000 a month will keep coming in for my mom for the next five years. So she makes it to retirement, whatever it is. Usually it's about debt elimination, income replacement, mortgage elimination, and education, you know? Okay. And so sometimes you'll see people that have way too little life insurance. And it's just because if they did the one with cash value, it was so expensive anyway that they couldn't get enough life insurance. You know, it's not just about the burial. We, sometimes we figure out how to bury the people we love. It's right. What happens after that? The bills keep coming mm -hmm. in. The mortgage still needs to be paid. And that's where people we find are very underprotected. So what do you recommend? I know like when I do research, like six to 12 times share insurance. Yep. That's right around there. Eight, anywhere from eight, I see six to 12, eight to 12. Those numbers are right around right. You want, um, you know, something that people say eight to 10 the fact is you want a, a, a multiple of the income you make annually in life insurance so that if something happens to you, it's like you never left. That paycheck keeps coming into the family. So they'll, they'll suffer the, you know, the, the physical pain of losing someone they love, but the financial pain won't come with it, right? That adds insult to injury when, when people lose the people that they love. Um, like even times of now where we're in with the, with the virus, you know, they lose people that they love and then, now still comes to credit card statements, the student loans and the mortgage and all that stuff, right? The banks yeah. don't care. They'll repossess. That's true. You know? Is it ever too late to get life insurance? Because, you know, you spoke about the pandemic and, you know, a lot of people died unexpectedly. So is it ever too late? Like, you know what? Get wow, that's, that's a great question. So um, it could be. Why? Because people say, oh, I'm not going to get it. I'm still healthy. See, insurance only works if you get it while you're healthy. It, you can't get insurance when you're sick. Um, and that's, you know, it's like you can't get house home insurance after your house burns down. It's too late. You got to get home insurance. And most people's houses don't burn down. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of times we buy home insurance. Number one, we don't want our house to burn down. But number two, we spend 30 years paying off this mortgage or we have the home in the family for so many generations and nothing's ever happened. It's a good thing that nothing's ever happened. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think paying insurance is less of a headache than fixing an electrical fire or the roof, right? All that stuff. So um, it's usually too late if you have health issues, if you don't qualify for it. Okay. So, uh, there are works. so there's certain health issues that will make you unqualified right off it the back for insurance or it depends mm -hmm. on the company? It does. It does because they do what's called underwriting. So they'll check things out. So normally, look, not everybody – like we're in, in the East Coast, okay? We're in New York, right? Okay. Um, a lot of people have high blood pressure, <laughs> cholesterol issues. Those are not deal breakers necessarily, but sometimes serious things. Like if somebody's uh, going through cancer treatment right now, there's cancer patients that 
are in remission, they beat cancer and they can still get life insurance. Okay. Right. Um, but some people have been, it's too recent. Diabetes, um, sometimes arthritis, uh, blood conditions, wow. lung conditions, things like that. Those can affect it because they look at, the companies look at the possibility of people passing away and the higher the risk, um, either the more you'll have to pay, but at least you would get approved, which would be great. Um, or you just flat out get declined. Okay. Um, so one more question or two. Sure. How can somebody right now, you know, I guess we can say hypothetically they're young still, um, yeah. they have, they don't have that much income. Like how can they, you know, how would you suggest like, should they get life insurance or should they worry about, you know, the debt, like how would like, you know, you said sometimes it's a, it's, a, it's a contrast, like there's always a fight on which one to handle first. And you never know when you're going to die. We, we really do look at life insurance almost like the foundation of a plan, especially if we already got a, a lot of obligations. The good thing is for young people, I mean, we can get a uh, quarter million, you know, 150,000, 100,000 for so affordable for 20 bucks, 25, 30. I mean, it's about 30 bucks a month is a dollar a day. I know that a lot of people spend 30 bucks on uh, Uber Eats or just using Ubers. You know, yeah. we wake up late for work. So we go, oh, my God, forget the train. I'll just order an Uber, right? $24, gone, right there. So it's not that we don't have the money, especially if we're working. It's there. We just got to prioritize. And for young people, should you be spending 100 bucks on life insurance? Probably not. Probably not because, remember, I always look at let's make sure we can still save. So okay. even if you put a budget of 40 bucks a month, 20 could go to life insurance, 20 could go to savings. Um, you know, you don't have to be left out with nothing, especially if you're young because it's so cheap. Okay. So I guess what is five things you want people to take away from this, you know, in terms of life insurance? Great, great question. So five things. I would say, um, you know, number one is just look at, is there anybody in your life that relies on you? or anybody that you would want better off, that if something happened to you, the last thing you left them was a check with their name on it for 100,000, 200,000, 300,000, right? Who would that person be? And that'll tell you that you need life insurance, you know, um, or at least you at the, at the least you wanna get it. Uh, the second thing is, um, you know, speak with somebody who's in the industry, but they're not specifically a life insurance agent. And the reason I say that is because sometimes like car insurance people do car insurance, right? Insurance agents do insurance agents, investment people do investments. You, you probably want to speak with somebody that has some type of qualification in more than just that field. Because sometimes they're selling your product mm -hmm. um, and only what their product can be sold versus um, putting a plan together. Nice See, there's a, there's, yeah, that's the second thing I would say. Um, cause there's look people out there that do life insurance everywhere. So it's not that you can't find it. You just got to make sure that whoever's going to help you has your best interests and not, you know, necessarily, um, you know, product or service they're trying to sell. By the way, they get paid more on some things than others. <laughs> so that's why I say that they do. They do. That's and if true. you're, if, if you're dependent on that, on that policy being written, you say, well, I could do this one for $50 and get paid $200 or I could do this one for 150 and get paid six hundred dollars. Like sometimes that financial incentive is too hard for them to, let's just say, do the right thing um, uh, for you long term. Um, the other thing is, don't wait around. That's the I, I don't have five key points. I say the third. Key point. No oh, you know what? I'd have. I might have a fourth. But the third thing is, uh, don't wait around for it. If you feel like there's a need for it, um, 
you know, they could reach out to you so they can get in touch with me or somebody from my office, but don't wait around for it. Um, you know, life is not guaranteed. Health, health status is not guaranteed and things can change in the blink, right? It's not just about health issues, you, car accidents, just so many things can happen. And the last thing is don't, for what I showed today, just don't take my word for it. Look at the, the well-known people when they, and they focus on the middle class and the working class. Uh, what do they say about life insurance? And I'm talking about Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, right? Um, even if you pick up a book of personal finance for dummies, whatever it is, just look to see, and you'll see a very similar consensus to what I said. Um, you know, so those are the, those are the key things that I would say um, to take away from this. Yeah. It's funny you said it took away to look, do research, because I, I believe, I read the Think, think and Grow Rich, or, yeah. no, Richest Man in Babylon, sorry, Richest Man in Babylon. Um, it spoke about, like, you know, the, I guess the person that wrote the book, I forgot the person that wrote the book, but it's about, like, you know, at, at a certain point, this was predicting the future that it will be great to, you know, have a way to build wealth, and he talked about, like, you know, leaving money back, and, you know, life insurance does that, and I guess in the Bible, it's also a good man leaves wealth for his children. So if anybody looking for a way to leave money back for his, you know, family, children, loved ones, you know, life insurance is definitely the way. You should definitely do your research. Yeah, and, and, gener and generationally, if you get a good amount when you're young, because when you do it young, you get a lot of it. Yeah. So what happens is if something not, does happen, the money you leave behind could pay for the next generation's all life insurances and still generate um you know, investment income or something like that. So every generation, if done right, can have their own life insurance paid for from the first pioneer who did it. The first person who did it and got enough of it, they pass away, they leave enough money that maybe just the interest of that money, half a million, a million, whatever it is, when you do it young, it's super affordable. Um, and it pays the next generation's life insurance. And that's one way that you'll forever and ever, right, you, you'll beat these companies, you know, they, that's they, a great they, way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. So thank you, Albert, for your time. I hope you guys enjoy. If you have any questions, please leave down a comment or reach out to me personally. Thank you, guys, and remain blessed. Thank you so much for your time. Love the brand. Love what you're doing. Because we can put faith and finance, uh, you know, together. We and we can still walk the righteous path. I appreciate your time. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.